always yeah. right over my look over here. Oh. Yeah, uh huh. Judge, I bless her with the brightest light. And I a shine upon the you them blind. God, we dare us of the truth and right. Dare us of the truth and right. And until the day that my soul takes flight. Babylon will hear my voice. God, we dare us of the truth and right. Another episode of the Checkmate Podcast, political podcast by Tenementiad Media. I'm your host, Davy. I'm sitting in for Paige. She's a bit busy at the moment. Um, if you in like history and those things, you can go ahead and check out our historical podcast, lest you forget. We'll just drop like a couple episodes. So yeah. Um, so this episode, um, it came off a lot of things that happened in the last week of October, right? And what happened is the Jamaican Parliament had an emergency um, meeting on November 5th, 2021, that, on a Friday, right? That's another thing that happens every day, right? And it all happened because of a particular case um, where a lawyer, you know, decided to bring the case to the Supreme Court. And we not even go to a politician. We're not even saying we could get an average lawyer. We went to the actual lawyer. So my guest for this episode is Mr. Gavin Goff. He's an attorney at law and the head of litigation department at Myers, Fletcher and Gordon Law Firm. To be noted, Gavin Goff is related to Alexis Goff, who we talk about on this podcast way too much. <laughs> we have interviewed Alexis twice. So we have a good relationship with the Goff family. So, you know, um, yeah. So, Mr. Goff, you can just go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello. Thank you for having me again. My name is Gavin, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. All right. All right. So, thank you so much. So, um, first off the bat, um, a lot of persons don't know what caused all of this. So, just to start off with the case, start off with the case with your client, Maurice um, Housen. I hope I'm pronouncing Housen. that correct. Housen. Housen. There we go. All right, so can you just give us a brief overview of the case and why it led to what happened? Sure. So um, Mr. Hosen got a traffic ticket sometime, I think, in earlier this year. And he really felt um, wronged because, you know, he's a techie, he's a software man, and he had um, this device on his car that can essentially diagnostic tool that can confirm that he hadn't been speeding and he had been stopped for speeding. So he was very angry and upset about it and really felt that the police were abusing their authority and really trying to um, get a thing off of him. So um, he and I were put in touch and I mentioned to him, boy, you know, they really shouldn't even be issuing these tickets at all because recently came to my attention that there was some irregularity in the way that they had introduced the current fines under the Road Traffic Act. And so we got into a discussion about it and he said, yeah, well, he um, would want to be part of that claim to um, set things right, so to speak. So <clears throat> to give you a little background as to what happened, the road traffic act that we have in Jamaica is something that we inherited from 
England as with so many other of our laws. Um, it was passed originally in 1938. All right, so pause there, pause. This is 1938 during the sugar rights, 1938, 1938, like way, way back before way back independence. Then. Yeah, ah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. Before Jamaica was even really Jamaica proper. Got it, um, got it. The Road Traffic Act had passed. And <clears throat> when it originally had passed, there was no traffic ticket system as part of it. That was introduced in you know, 1993. And initially, the traffic tickets were only supposed to be in relation to vehicles that were you know, blocking traffic or causing some obstruction or parked in the wrong space. So it was largely parking tickets and tickets where it were, the vehicles were stationary, but then they expanded it to include speeding tickets. Um, and originally, again, when in, in the 90s, you know, the dollar was a lot stronger then. So the original fines were like, if you were caught speeding for like 10 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour over the speed limit, you got a ticket of $200. Um, and as you probably know, that fine right now is $5,000. But it's... This, at the heart of this case is how we got from the 200 to the 5,000. Now, Parliament makes laws, not ministers, not, not the Minister of Finance, not the Minister of Transport, but Parliament is the primary legislative body. And when I say Parliament, I mean both houses of Parliament. And Parliament really ought to be amending the law when they want to increase or decrease a tax, a license fee, a duty, or a fine. But as with things um, in Jamaica over time, we find a shortcut to do everything. So in 1973, or thereabout, Parliament passed something called the Provisional Collection of Tax Act. Now, the Provisional Collection of Tax Act is a very short law. And the entire purpose of this law was to allow a minister, in particular the Minister of Finance, to be able to immediately increase or decrease any tax or duty or fee and have it take immediate effect and have Parliament ratified within a few months thereafter. And what that law said, as a kind of a check and balance, is that if Parliament did not ratify that law within the prescribed time, then the order made under the Provisional Collection of Tax Act would expire, and the government would have to repay all of the money collected under that order. So it was a somewhat of a shortcut, but it had a check and balance, which was should have applied to essentially keep them honest. But of course, we found a way around that as well. And so what they would do is that if an order is supposed to last for six months and then be taken to parliament, what they would do is that they would constantly renew the order every six months. <laughs> so you would oh, wait, just pass for one... Just a clarification, they were renewing it without it actually being passed in Parliament? 
the, the Minister of Finance would sign a fresh one every six months. And, and, and essentially reset the clock. And Parliament still hasn't said this is the act. They haven't amended it at all. No, it, no. It would, go, it would go on for years. It would go on for years. <laughs> and they would just simply sign a fresh one every six months or so and not actually take the law to Parliament to be amended. And when I say they, I mean the government. Both parties were guilty of it. This is something that the technocrats in the Ministry of Finance or elsewhere came up with as a way to essentially shortcut and not have to have debates in Parliament about things which involve money so that they could immediately get the money and not have to you know, go through the proper process to have it debated right, there. Um, what... So I want to just skip forward to 2006 because listening mm. on Friday, there's a lot of mention of Omar Davis. Mm. What happened in 2006 and what does that have to do with the Road Traffic Act? Well, in 2006, and we're not entirely sure that this is the first time that it happened um, because these orders aren't always easy to find the further back you go. But certainly we know that in 2006, Dr. Davies signed one of these provisional collection of tax orders in relation to road traffic fines to increase them to the levels that they currently are at. And we don't know if this is the first time, like I said, but one thing's for certain is that the Provisional Collection of Tax Act, in my opinion, should never have been used for a traffic fine. The law speaks to taxes, it speaks to duties, license fees, etc. It should never have been used for fines, but it speaks to a kind of misconception that I think um, some people in government have, which is that fines are essentially a source of revenue, just like taxes. Um, and then there have been a lot of debate about that approach, a philosophical approach, where you are budgeting to collect certain amounts of millions of dollars from the Jamaican people each year as Yeah, fans. man, got you, got you, got you. Soon get into that, soon get into yeah. that. So yeah. that happened in 2006. And then yeah. in 2014, 2015, 2016, we saw a bill being presented in Parliament to address the Road Act, right? Well, before Would we you... get to that, before we get mm -hmm. to that, it was signed in 2006. Another one was signed in 2007. And then, you know, the government changed in 2008. So there was no, I don't know if it was because of the change in government or the change in stance, or it was just oversight. But um, the new Minister of Finance who came in in 2008 did not seem to sign any more of those orders at the time. And then the, the new Road Traffic Act was proposed in Parliament in 2014. It was presented um, as a bill at that time. And I'm not entirely sure what happened. It was brought to Parliament, and I don't even know if it was debated. I don't really know what happened. Because they have a 2014 bill, they have a 2015 bill, they even have a 2016 bill. Um, and it just kept, essentially, you know, pushing it to the next legislative year, it seems, without actually passing it. All right, got you. So is that every... At every stage, it's presented and nobody is bringing it into force. It's not being passed. No debate happening. It's just there. I'm not entirely sure about the debates happening or not happening. But mm -hmm. it certainly right, hasn't been passed. All right. Got you. So 2018 come now. 
which is great. The time me I pay attention to politics because I'm Gen Z, so I don't really know. Well, <laughs> yeah. before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms of high school, yeah, in high school. So, um, 2018 come bill presented, but it's not it's not brought into force. So, just give me an overview of what happened in 2018. All right. So, in 2018, um, not, it wasn't brought back as the same as it was in 2014 or 15 or 16. 2018 bill was was much more um, expansive and I think it's a pretty good law. It has some really important provisions in there which will be very useful in terms of keeping our people safer on the roads. So I'm a big supporter of the 2018 Road Traffic Act and that was passed in December of 2018. At the time it was passed in December of 2018, the regulations which should have accompanied the law were not ready. And so the government said it would take about three months for those regulations to be ready, and then they would bring the act into force to repeal the 1938 act, and so we would finally have a new road traffic act complete with regulations. That three months has now come to three years, and the regulations still have not been passed. Now, government said that the regulations are very, very technical, and that's why um, it is taking so long. I'm not entirely sure about it, but that's what they say. Got you. Yeah. So, so, the, so the, the 2018 Road Traffic Act still is not in force for the most part. They did bring into force a few sections that relate to the Transport Authority. Um, and I figured, I don't know why they felt it necessary to do that, but they did that. Which is kind of funny because they haven't repealed any part of the Road Traffic Act 1938, which also speaks to the Transport Authority. So we actually have two laws, both of which, uh, one of which is fully in force, and the other one which is only partially in force, with completely different provisions that relate to the same Transport Authority. So that's just... A kind of a messy situation, which I don't know how to fix. So we're operating under two different acts. Yeah, there's an overlap between the two acts as it relates to the transport authority, believe it or not. And so we have two laws which are currently in place that speak to the transport authority. They're only looking at the later one, even though technically the earlier one has not yet been repealed. Don't ask me why. Well, Jamaica. Jamaica, such a yeah. fun place. All right, yeah. so um, <laughs> so just the research team, a big research team here, um, uncovered that the maximum fine for speeding under the 1938 Act is two thousand dollars. Under the yes. 2014 bill, it's fifteen thousand dollars, and under right. the 2018 Act, it's forty-five thousand dollars, and you face um up to thirty days in prison. prison right. Yes. Right. So, as so break this down in layman term it, to somebody yeah. who owns a vehicle in Jamaica. How does the inability of parliament to bring the new act in force, right? How, how, is, how does it affect the average road user? Well, the inability. First of all, I want to make it clear it's not an inability. Um, there are many laws which are brought into force even while the regulations are not yet ready. It's not the ideal situation but some argue that it is better to bring in an incomplete law than to be laboring under 
um, an outdated one. So they could bring in the Road Traffic Act 2018 right now if they wanted to, um, but they've chosen not to. How does it impact average um, um, road user? In a number of ways. Firstly, um, there was a lot of um, um, dissent when the fines were announced under the 2018 Act. People thought they were way too high. And I think Parliament took on some of those comments and adjusted some of the really higher ones. They had sort of like half a million dollar ones and stuff like that. And I think they adjusted some of those to, to, to um, satisfy some of the outcry from the public. But for the most part, you will find that the fines have been increased significantly. But, you know, if you look at it in terms of real dollar terms, um, $5,000 in 2006, I'm sure is not yet worth $45,000 in 2021. But in real dollar terms, the gap is narrower than people think. So it's really just about it's really just about trying to to keep the fines at a level that is high enough to operate as a proper deterrent for bad driving on the roads. So, in a gist, right? It's not necessarily for the it's not it's not addressing road safety. It's more addressing the government. We call it in the in, income expenditure. Thing. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> that them balance the budget. Uh, um, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. The fact is that I haven't done any research personally to determine whether the fines have a deterrent effect or at what level that deterrent effect starts to kick in. So I can't really say whether or not it's having um, an impact on road safety. But I would like to think. I would like to think that. Um, that fines tend to um, result in, in, in better behavior. But it's not just the existence of the fine, you actually have to be enforcing it because part of the challenge that government has had is that they'll rack up billions with a B in terms of unpaid fines and unpaid tickets. And because their system is so, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Jamaican, Loose. that's Jamaican. So Jamaican, that's yeah. Yeah, that's what it means. People are allowed, people are allowed to run up hundreds of thousands of dollars in unpaid fines and still have their vehicle on the road. In fact, some of them are still getting, you know, transport authority, PPV, red plates, while you have hundreds of thousands of dollars of tickets outstanding. We have a problem where police officers also are not forbidden from having interests in, in, in taxis and public passenger vehicles, which creates a clear conflict of interest when you are essentially regulating drivers who are sometimes connected to you you know so i mean the system has been flawed for a long time so i can't really say that um it's the level of the fines um has not been a sufficient deterrent it's just that people don't care they don't have to pay the fine all right got you and if they can get away with not paying the fine so but that's one of the things under the new law one of the things under the new law is that it will be much more difficult for somebody to rack up unpaid fines because you can't even license your vehicle if it comes up that you have an unpaid ticket. 
Um, and so that's one of the major changes that this law is going to introduce. I expect that when the law comes into force, it is going to be a significantly different and better situation from a road safety perspective. But as you rightly said, <laughs> the fact that they went to Parliament on a Friday to try and pass this law wasn't motivated by road safety at all because they were simply putting back in the fines from the 5,000, the fines which have been in place for, you know, 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. They weren't even putting in any of the other features which would require, you know, for instance, payment of a ticket before you can relicense your vehicle. Um, and if you listen to the debate in Parliament, you will see that, you know, some of the government senators made it very clear that, yes, it does have an impact on the revenue. And if it's even for one day that we're getting less money than we should in terms of fines, then this is an urgent situation which we need to fix. And of mm -hmm. course, that led to... You know, a lot of um, counter arguments. Yeah, a lot of counter arguments about it. So I agree with you that you know it's. I think the emphasis was certainly too heavy on revenue collection as opposed to safety. And just for persons who probably confused, because it was long and it was a lot of back and forth between mm -hmm. the ministers and the AG and the House Speaker and um, mm -hmm. most notably um, Peter Bunting and Damian Crawford. Um, both senators um just explain to me the reason why they went to parliament on friday like why did they actually went and because <laughs> for us um I, I wasn't on social media well, haven't been for a while but um i know the story was oh is mr gafkas all of this so everybody in our parliament <laughs> on friday and they use the name Gavin, but you're older than me, so I'm just going to go with Mr. Gaff. And then there's a Gleaner article that said, I, everybody know, we ain't fun of the Gleaner at all from Walter Randy days, you know, like them. So just keep that <laughs> in. But they have a quote and they said, government been scrambling to deal with a court ruling that opens the state to lawsuits over the imposition of traffic fines in excess of rates applied in 2006. So all of this is happening on Friday. But because it's so much information, persons probably confused so explain to us like again what why did they go to parliament on friday like what was the purpose of going to parliament on friday? well on thursday they sent out the notice to the parliamentarians and included on the agenda what was called a um, validation and indemnity act and what a validation and indemnity act is is usually where they have made a mistake like this and have not um, properly brought something into law, they will essentially pass a law which ratifies what has been done and, and, and ratifies it with a retroactive effect. So in the past, for instance, where they have made an error in terms of um, taxes, which should have been imposed and which have been collected but were not properly imposed, they just retroactively impose a tax and they basically say that we're validating, we're validating what was done before and we're indemnifying all the tax collectors from any kind of claims on the basis that they didn't have the authority to collect this tax. So it was absolutely intended to have retroactive effect so that the government would not have to pay any refunds in respect of tickets for the last 15 years. That was the intention when they sent out the notice. And that was partially why it was so urgent. Now, what a lot of people don't know, because it wasn't covered in any of the news reports, um, is that in the court case, 
the deadline for filing an affidavit in response to Mr. Hosen's affidavit has long passed, but they have been given an extension of time, and it's two weeks from November 3rd is when the government has to file an affidavit in response. I believe that the, their intention was to quickly pass this law to retroactively validate the things that had been done in error and then to put that before the court before the deadline, the two-week deadline had expired. That's just right, my so, thought. I don't so know, of course, for a fact. Yeah, we get, we get you, man. We get you. So what you're saying basically is that to prevent other Maurice's, Mr. Maurice's, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the last name. So it's not, go just, Mr. it's not it's not just others to prevent him as well. <laughs> oh, so he oh, it's just oh guys, so it's been anybody at all from suing anybody. the government over issuing um yeah. exuberant traffic fees, basically. Yeah, that, excessive traffic fees, yes. Look at that. Yes, it was it wow. was it was essentially to it was essentially intended to be a defense to this claim and to stop any other claims that might come in future. Yes, that was got absolutely you. the intention. That's not mm -hmm. how it played out, but that was the intention. Yeah, I got you. It was, it, it, I, I, I was watching In and Out, In and Out, because when the show thing started, me too note, but I think why it, it came across as extremely important and why I was even invested in it a bit is that um, Floyd, he stood up and he said, Floyd Morris. Yeah, man, as someone who's disabled, he's blind. Yes. Uh, yeah. He didn't have the chance to read anything because he got to mm. the day before. And I'd, like, it's like, guys, come on. We, we, we reached this already, you know. We did pass a Disabled Act this year. So and I believe mm -hmm. that, you know, we could have wait. So I'm like, why was this so important that you guys couldn't even wait on a, on a disabled minister to even mm -hmm. cut up with what's happening? Right, mm -hmm. so that was something that very stood out, rightfully stood out mm -hmm. for me as to why this was had to happen on this mm -hmm. day, at this moment. Mm -hmm. And part of the challenge you have, you know, is that you know, in the whole scheme of things, I think the government was really saying, well, what's the point? Because this is law is going to pass one way or the other because we have the majority in both houses. So yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, everybody would have you know, a lot of time to review it and to ask questions and to make amendments. But the fact is, is that we are more concerned with getting it done quickly and within the time that we have set than ensuring that everybody has an opportunity, a fair opportunity to participate in the discussion. All right, got you. And um, can you speak about the amendments that were made in Parliament on Friday? I don't know if you know them, but can you speak yeah, about them? Yeah, mm -hmm. The amendments were basically to... to, to, to um, effect the increase in the fines for traffic tickets to the 2006 levels that were improperly done by ministerial order. So Parliament essentially has now done in 2021 what should have been done in 2006. Okay. Doing it properly this time. It does not have retroactive effect. So basically, everything in 2006 between 2021 and November 4th, that was just vibes. It has now been made illegal, basically. <laughs> it has now, yes. So for the first, yeah. so when the GG signs it, the tickets that are issued thereafter will be valid in accordance with 
the um, the rates, one third line with the rates, mm -hmm. but it doesn't address the 2005 to 2021 period of time okay. where those tickets were not, did not have any underlying proper legal support. All right, got you. So for persons who probably us the, the the bill was passed in the house, both the house and the senate. So I just, you know, people them, yeah, for mm -hmm. for King's house for boom, boom, boom. You know, did them mm -hmm. look a job twice mm -hmm. a year. So <laughs> um, so now that it has um, that all somewhat has been rectified, does Mister Murray still has a case? Because I, I know it was supposed to go to the Supreme Court. Is that case still there for him? Is it going to yeah, be Yeah, the, the, case, the case is still there. A couple of things which are still relevant. First and foremost, of course, is the question of the refund. Because what was done in Gordon House on Friday would have no bearing on the refund which had been claimed. Um, two, it would address the matter. If it goes to trial, it would address the matters of principle. Um, um, and the whole matter of the use of these provisional collection of tax orders, because they're not just being used in relation to traffic tickets, they're being used in relation to all different kind of things, minimum business tax, stamp duty, transfer tax, GCT, income tax, you name it. Every type of tax that there is in Jamaica has had a finance minister sign some kind of provisional order to either increase or decrease it. So there could be some um, there could be some issues of general applicability which might be useful in other situations. Um, and finally, um, they will the 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 what we had asked for being an injunction to stop them from overcharging that would no longer really be necessary because insofar as the government is actually now properly doing what it should have done and assuming the police abide by it. So we're, we're not going to see these 10 toes dollar fine, we're going back to the $2,000 fine. No, no, the $2,000 fine is no more. It's the law which was passed on Friday. Friday, okay. The I law which was passed on that. Friday would put back in place the $10,000 fine. So... <laughs> Oh God! So, <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so basically, the tickets issued in a, between November third and maybe till Monday would be for the maximum two thousand dollars. But thereafter, you're going to sit back to ten thousand dollars. All right, got you. So, government still the two hundred. These are two hundred million dollars in fiscal year. Still, going to meet. Maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> nah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh thank you so much for the clarification so much mm -hmm. for the clarification and before i leave is there anything else that um listeners who use the road i just want to know have any um confusion about um this incident um is there anything else you want to say sure this? well i mean the, the the claim brought by mr hosen is a class action suit um, so if there is a All refund... Right, pause there, pause there, pause there. Class action meaning like how to get your murder knowledge I'm using here because I'm not no lawyer. He represents all the, all the drivers. That's... He represents all motorists who, issue, who receive tickets in the last 15, All right, there we go. Years. All right, so continue. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a class action suit and, he, and if the matter goes further, um, I must, certainly we expect it will. Um, 
the claim for a refund is not just for his one ticket. It will be for, you know, everybody's ticket. Aha, not including me. I have two. Including that's you. Gr- that's great. That's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> Things I like to hear. Not going, not going to say that my case and Mr. Murray's case is the same, because... <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the facts of any particular case. Mm-hmm. You know, it has nothing to do with your innocent or guilty. If you pay the fine because you don't have the time to waste fighting it in court, or if you're really guilty, none of those things are relevant. If in fact the court rules that these fines should be refunded, then mm-hmm. everybody who is a member of the class would be entitled to the benefit of that judgment. Okay. All right. So, I mean, thank you for clarifying, for clearing up because it was, it was very mm-hmm. much confusing. I, it was very much confusing and it happened on a Friday. So that yeah. whole time between Saturday, Sunday, you don't really have um, social commentators and yeah. in traditional media speaking about it. And the way Jamaica move, something I got happen between mm-hmm. now and Monday at noon, I was just going to forget about it. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on and clearing up. Um, what happened? This episode wasn't supposed to be a thing at all. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, Mr. Goff. Um, again, um, for listeners to, to just learn more about what happened, um, what happened on Friday, we have some news articles, um, some YouTube clips from Parliament on Friday. We're going to link it on our website. So anywhere you see this episode, the link to the website page for this episode will be there. We'll have our notes that the research team compiled for this episode. So if you can't listen to me and Mr. Gafta, then we are getting written materials to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, the next time you hear it, a page on it, so can't do it too bad. Um, but yeah, see you for the natural on the gravel and yeah, closing up now. Always right over my look over here. Judge a person with the brightest light And now you shine upon the you them blind God with their eyes of the truth and right Their eyes of the truth and right And until the day that my soul takes flight Babylon will hear my voice God with their eyes of the truth and right